Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. Uh, This is one of our special quarterly updates on non-commodity costs in Europe. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined by my colleague, our lead analyst on European non-commodity costs, Karen Kobani. Now, Karen, as we've discussed before, non-commodity costs are increasing proportion of the bill, aren't they? And uh, the pressure is on at the moment with commodity costs going up at the same time. So consumers are being hit from both sides, aren't they? And what is the latest development when it comes to these uh, non-commodity costs right across the European market? Hi, Jeremy. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting year so far when it comes to your commodity and non-commodity costs for most users, for, for not necessarily the, the pleasant reasons, but uh, it has been. Normally, when we like talk throughout the year about non-commodity costs, there is not much happening because the big decisions normally come like in the autumn and, and in the beginning of the year. But this year has been quite eventful. As you mentioned, wholesale costs have increased this year quite, quite substantially compared to previous um, years. And when we talked last time, I think the proportion of the invoice, what was non-commodity cost was like, depending on the country, around half, in some cases, three quarters of the invoice. And obviously, this proportion might have gone down now with commodity costs increasing, but it's still a significant chunk of the invoice when we when we're looking at it for an overall spend for the customers. Things like the normal drivers that increase or decrease these costs, you know, like the drive towards new low carbon technologies or investments in the networks in in digitalization, in actually the infrastructure to deal with renewable energy that is still happening, that is still in development with with the regulators, charging mechanism has been agreed. While it's not new, but become more important this year is that governments and regulators feel a need to also potentially step in because the high wholesale costs are giving big pressures to customers um, to who might already, as part of the pandemic, still struggle to pay the invoices and haven't necessarily accounted for those increases this year. So there is a there's a big driver to support customers and manage inflation levels and hence step in through regulatory measures. Indeed. But of course, although we're talking about a European market here and there's a common approach taken across Europe to many of these non-commodity charges, there are some differences between member states, aren't there? And the pressure you mentioned to intervene, I think that's confined to a relatively small number of countries at the moment. Is that right? And possibly on a temporary basis? Yes, at the moment, the first countries that have kind of stepped in are are Spain and Italy, where something has been agreed, has been put through the governments and has been also put into place for for customers. But like you say, they are very temporary measures at the moment. So so in Spain, for example, we've seen now in Q3 and another measure until the end of the year, which gives customers relief on the VAT. But also it's it's linked to, to the wholesale prices. So it might go then from disappear from one month to the other again at the moment started in July and the, the measure has been introduced but also only for smaller customers so not everybody will benefit from that relief but it has been put in place another thing that they've done for example they've they've looked at a generation tax which kind of indirectly gets onto customers invoices and suspended that but again 
temporarily. It won't stay. Italy is a country where they anyway have new price decisions every quarter, but but they've been kept fairly stable since middle of last year, I, I would say, when the pandemic started to hit the, the country. But now in this quarter, they have cut costs for all customers quite significantly, mainly took it out of the part of the non-commodity cost that subsidizes renewable support and the system costs. And they kind of funded that through other means. But obviously, they're again, they already said definitely it will be reviewed again in September. It won't stay. I, I don't think it gives temporary relief now, but it will be overhauled again to bring it down up to levels that are more or less in line with the historic trends. Indeed. And, and of course, you know, Europe's ambition continues to grow when it comes to the low carbon and renewable agenda. There's been this huge package of announcements made in, the, I think, 14th of July, the Fit for 55 package, uh, referring to the reduction in CO2 emissions by the mid-2030s, to which Europe's now committed. And that's probably going to put more pressure on non-commodity costs, isn't it? Because the, the upgrades that's going to be required to transmission, distribution, the balancing costs and so on of a more renewable-dependent uh, world... That that's going to put pressure on non-commodity costs, even if some of those can be uh, uh, borne by taxpayers in form of relief. So, you know, the trend's not going away, is it? No, I don't think so. I mean, these the things, they have to be financed and directly or indirectly, they will hit customers again. And also some, you know, if there is talk of relief, sometimes they counteract each other. So we've seen it in, in Germany at the beginning of this year, for example, there was a great joy of the renewable subsidy for electricity gets reduced and it was great but that was basically balanced out then again with a similar level tax that was put on the gas invoices so i think they will stay important for customers and like you said with all of these drivers towards like a a greener future there will be levies either modified or, or added to the customers invoices Quite, although it's not not all uh, bad news for consumers. I mean, there are things that uh, energy users can do to moderate the impact of these in cost increases or indeed um, to reduce the overall cost in certain cases. The situation does vary, doesn't it, from, from one member state to another, but there are a number of reliefs that are available and ways of optimising your um, use of energy to try and minimise your exposure to these costs, aren't there? And, and presumably that requires a certain amount of expertise to find out what you might be entitled to. Yes, exactly. It's a bit of a jungle out there, depending on which, which country you are. They're not necessarily transparently available, like, oh, why don't you get this relief? So it, it does need a professional assessment in most cases. And depending depending on industry group spend proportion on your overall expenditure. There are reliefs out there for customers. And on the other hand, also there are these countries where their customers benefit from shifting consumption patterns, adjusting their capacity, because purely through that, which is sometimes a paper exercise, you could save some money. But like I said, it depends on the country. It requires expertise to look at it. So ideally have somebody assess that what you could benefit from, what is your current situation and how you could be helped. Right. So it's a very clear message there. And I guess that's the message you like to leave with those listening. Talk to those who've got expertise in this area. Is that right? Uh, monitor what's going Is it monitoring verification, exploring the options or maybe a combination of all of the above, I suspect? I think ideally it's a combination of all of them. You're, you're right there. It's one of the things that, like at the moment, if we have temporary reliefs available, make sure you actually get them. 
check that they get through to your invoices. Supplier systems aren't necessarily the most dynamic ones. So if there's a relief that's just for one month because an external factor happened, make sure it also gets passed on to you. When it comes to setting your budgets, have a, you know, have somebody tell you or monitor what is a sensible amount that you should put in the budget for the non-commodity costs. So don't necessarily take the one right now where you have the relief, which then already be in a month out of date and unachievable. So just yeah, monitor those things, keep an eye on what is happening in the market, keep on top of the developments, see if there are reliefs available for you already, or will be put in place in future that you could have. And just, I think the most important thing is, you know, recognize how important these non-commodity costs are and how much actually they take up on your overall spend. Well, I think that's a really important point on which to conclude. It's a big part of the bill. It's likely to carry on growing, but there may be some reliefs available because the situation is changing. It always helps to talk to those who've got expertise in this area. And speaking of which, if you'd like to find out more, uh, you could consider subscribing to our reports on non-commodity costs and and looking at other information available on our website. And uh, thank you, Karen, for explaining that. And I look forward to a, a catch up in a few months time to see how things have developed. And I hope you'll be able to join us again for a podcast around about then.